I have spent my life studying the human heart, the human brain, and the human thumb because it is just so damn handy. It's Crystal Clear here. Put her there, partner. Yeah, welcome. Come on in. You just stepped inside the greatest podcast about Morgulons ever called More Morgulons because there's always more. Today we're going to talk about the movie Died Suddenly and we're also going to hear from some listeners. I can't wait, but you're going to have to stay tuned. All right. Thanks for listening. Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long on the COVID-19 vaccine. We were trained that the one thing that prevented adversaries from deploying bioweapons was that in order for them to have a strategic impact, our enemy would have to have a delivery mechanism that would allow them to expose a large enough population of people in a short enough period of time before the people knew they were being attacked. Dispersion in the air would be cumbersome and ineffective given UV light dispersion wind patterns and that there are generally not significantly large enough numbers of people outside concentrated in a small area. Likewise, attempting to put them in water would have limited effectiveness because of dilution, degradation from chloride, etc. But what if? What if hundreds of millions of people would willingly or under the duress of fear, allow themselves to be injected with a bioweapon? What if global mass vaccination could be accomplished in a short period of time by applying relentless coercion tactics and psychological operations to demoralize people into submission? It's my professional medical opinion that this is a bioweapon and that this was a bioweapon unleashed against humanity with the intent to depopulate um, and control the population of the world. Uh, actually, it's only one part of the world getting depopulated. Uh, thank you, Ji. Your English is terrible. You guys, I'm watching right now that movie died suddenly. And I'm also realizing as I watch that my episode Embalmer Exposé, COVID Shot Clots, uh, episode. I read an article from the Epic Times. The voice of Richard Hirschman as. Now, y'all, this is just a guess. <laughs> okay. But these clots were increasing in number. My suspicion is that the vaccine may be the cause of these strange clots. I realize that I'm not a doctor nor am I a scientist, but I do know what blood looks like, and I'm very familiar with the embalming process that I've been doing for two decades. I do not know 100% what causes these clots, but I do know from my experience and through speaking with several other embalmers and funeral directors, none of us have seen this strange clot before. All right, here's the real Richard Hirschman. I brought them these pictures after I had gathered several of them. Because I wanted to make sure, you know, this is not just me seeing this. This is like, okay, now I'm not crazy. I've, I've not seen this stuff in the last 20 years, and now I have all this stuff. Hey, you've got many more years of experience than I do. Have you ever seen it? Because I didn't want to come out with these pictures and be, you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, he's just crazy. He's hey, when you have proof, they call that the matchbox sign, Richard. He's always been around. But no, they, they, they're, they're, they're just as concerned about these clots as I am. This movie kind of implies that Bill Gates, George Soros, and um, Tom Hanks and Joe Biden are all behind this Malthusian death Ploy. But I want to suggest another take on this. First of all, Tom Hanks? Really? Tom Hanks? But going back to what was said earlier in the movie by that um, 
physician. She said, in my medical opinion, the COVID-19 vaccine was developed as a bioweapon and unleashed upon the world, you know, so I would say, well, not really, because let's actually look into this. According to the data that was offered up on the interwebs by Our World in Data, it's a pretty cool website. Some of the countries that have declined to use or have limited the use of Western COVID-19 vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna are China. Hmm. Yeah, like the country that broke into the Pfizer website in 2020 when they were developing their vaccine and the country that has also manufactures a lot of the precursor uh, materials that are used in the manufacture of the vaccines made by Pfizer and Moderna. Yes, that country, China. The original bioweapon COVID-19 virus. China has not approved any Western COVID-19 vaccines for use in its mainland and has instead relied on its own domestically produced vaccines, such as Sinovac and Sinopharm. China has also exported its vaccines to many countries in Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Russia also. Russia has also not authorized any Western COVID-19 vaccines for use in its territory and has developed its own vaccine, Sputnik V, which it has also supplied to other countries. Russia has claimed that its vaccine is more effective and safer than the Western ones. Also, South Africa. South Africa initially ordered 1.5 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine, which was developed in collaboration with Oxford University in the UK, but later decided to sell them to other African countries after a study suggested that the vaccine had low efficacy against the dominant variant in South Africa. South Africa then switched to using the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which it also produced in the West, but has faced delays and shortages in its supply. South Africa has also received donations of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines from the U.S., but has not yet administered them widely. India. India has mainly used its own vaccine, Covaxin, which was developed by Bharat Biotech and the Covishield vaccine, which is a version of the AstraZeneca vaccine manufactured by the Serum Institute of India. India also has approved the Russian Sputnik V vaccine and the Zytus Kadila vaccine, which is another indigenously developed vaccine. India has not yet approved the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines, citing concerns over their storage requirements and indemnity clauses. India has also faced a severe shortage of vaccines due to the surge in cases and deaths in the second wave of the pandemic. So I guess those are the countries that have not had this supposed bioweapon unleashed upon them. That's worth noting. Why would the United States unleash a bioweapon on itself and its allies only? Does that make any sense to you? If they're trying to depopulate the globe, why are they only trying to depopulate the Western half of it? Hmm. This truly is just about Occam's razor, people. Like, you know? So what if they compromised at some point in the development or the supply chain of the COVID-19 vaccine at either Pfizer, probably Pfizer, since state-sponsored hackers from China hacked Pfizer during the development of its vaccine. Is it more likely that that they are behind this bioweapon? Or is it Joe Biden, George Soros, Tom Hanks, Bill Gates, Julian Assange, and Bill Cosby? There's possibility and then there's probability. I don't find a compelling motive in the narrative of this movie Also, I just, I'm not saying that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe or effective. Um, I am saying, though, that that woman says, you know, the only way they could deliver it, not by air, not by water, here are the reasons why, we'd have to do it by tricking people into getting a shot. Well, that's one way. You could also just use insect vectors, just saying. Um, That would be another way to disperse a bloodborne pathogen or some kind of 
fucking crazy ass tracking nanotech. I don't goddamn know. Morgulons. This film raises some important questions that I quite honestly do not understand why the public is not demanding answers regarding the continued trend of excess deaths in this, you know, working age population, fighting age, one might say. It is kind of weird, isn't it? How like this morgues thing that we've been dealing with, um, how it's strangely tracking and coinciding with this um, weird died suddenly plot narrative that we're seeing unfold. I don't know. All right, let's shift gears. It's time to go to the comment cave. Yes, that's right. Let's hear from a couple of listeners. I haven't been able to reach out to anyone, so I appreciate you reaching out to me. It is Sunday night. I'm about to go into work. Yes. <sighs> I work night shift. I work day shift. I work all the shifts because today this is what success looks like. I just hope it doesn't look like this for very long. Jesus Christ. Hey, um, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while, nor have I listened to your podcast, and I think since we talked last, it's just been so crazy. This is Jennifer. I'm in Paradise Valley, Nevada. Um, still very crazy here. I mean, I could it even be crazier? Yes, it has gotten, it's been crazy. I think they're done, um. It's another story some other time, but I just want to say thank you for your podcast. I just listened to an episode. I have a lot to catch up on. Thank you so much for being a beacon to so many, including myself. Um, It's so interesting to listen to other people's um, experience with it, and I'm hungry for more. Anyway, back to it, listening to episodes. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Crystal clear. Hello, my name is Kathy Adams, and I am being gaslighted by both the medical and the legal system. Um, and I can offer some advice to all these Morgellons folks out here because I have basically started to cure myself. And it was really traumatic for me at first, really freaking traumatic. I mean, I've got weird things coming out of me that. One looks, actually, one looks like uh, like a, a hydra, and it's got little polyps on it. Um, I pulled a clump of stuff out of my ankle this morning that actually moved as it was coming out. Um, I'm freaked out, girlfriend, and I, uh, yeah, I just um, tried to talk to a lawyer. I sent a message to the doctor who told me that, um, that he didn't. Anyways, where was I? I? I had to sign up. Anyways, so I said to myself, self, why don't you try some dandelion root? So I went and got my dandelion root. And believe me, when I drank that stuff, I started peeing like the word. It was crazy. Then I rubbed some on, just the tea, right onto the, went to the lesions. And stuff started popping out like boom, 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 boom. It started popping out. I'm almost healed, almost healed. I was pulling out something that that looked like a hydra. I pulled out crusty things. I pulled out worms. I had things in my poo-poo. I had things in my ears, in my nose, my mouth, everything. 
So I'm, I'm here to tell you that those four herbs can save lives. I'm having a lot of problems with this doctor right now. She's not trying to help me one single bit. All right, my dear friends, we're about to hear from a listener who has had Morgulons longer than anyone I've ever met yet has had Morgulons. She has had Morgulons since 1985. God bless this survivor. Wow, it takes a lot of moxie, a lot of gumption, a lot of resilience, uh, and a lot of self-love to survive this long with Morgulon's disease. Let's hear from this listener. Crystal, thank you for your podcast and your sincere commitment to Morgulon's disease. In July, I completed my Bachelor of Science in Psychology at Colorado Technical University and have been actually researching and studying my severe case of Morgulon's. You are so welcome. Congratulations. And fuck, I am so sorry you have Morgulons. In your latest podcast, I heard, dated October 4th, 2023, you mentioned how they had a skin sample and observed how it produced itself, kind of. Well, I have had samples of them in a medicine bottle that I have watched grow. My story begins back in 1985 when I saw something that I have seen again in my years of researching but did not know what it was or how to react to it back then. More on that topic if I were to personally speak with you. Also, in this October 4th podcast I listened to, you spoke of how they are in the sinuses, the eyes, and the brain. This leads me to mention that if they are in all those areas, they are also in the ears and mouth. This disease is very heavy in my head, so much that the way that I extract them is with magnets, because some years ago I heard they were magnetized as well. I had made a video of these Morgulons in action. To clarify, I had some apple cider vinegar out to catch gnats when a flesh fly landed on the rim and took a breath and blew it into the apple cider solution, to which I had already placed several Morgulons into that solution. Needless to say, it took them all of eight minutes to bring that fly to its death. It is, amazing, it is amazing to watch them in action, and when I showed the video to a complete stranger, they thought there was an electric current in that solution. They knew nothing about me or the Morgulons disease or anything that pertained to the video. I just asked them to watch it and give me an opinion. These things are for real, and only those of us that can see and understand them are not crazy, and we must keep fighting the CDC on this issue. It is my belief that the CDC will not take this seriously because they cannot control them. Think about it. How can you attempt to kill off something that lives through such natural disasters as fire, volcano, and so on? Would love to hear from you and talk to you regarding my research. 